morning. This morning's responsive reading comes from Psalm number 54, which can be found on page 27 of your Black Appleton Chapel Psalter. Please stand. And it reads, save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your might. Hear my prayer, O God, give ears to the words of my mouth. For the insolent have risen against me, the ruthless seek my life. They do not set God before them. But surely He will repay my enemies for their evil. In your faithfulness, put an end to them. With a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. Amen.
Good morning. My text this morning is taken from the poem Love After Love by the St. Lucian poet Derek Walcott. The time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. October 11th holds a special place in my heart because it marks the first day I ever heard myself say the words, I'm gay. It was the fall of my junior year at Harvard and I had a part-time job cleaning bathrooms as a dorm crew captain. I was sitting in the dorm crew office with a fellow captain when the topic of National Coming Out Day came up. He was visibly excited talking about his plans to celebrate later on in the evening, but without meaning to dampen his mood, I asked him, doesn't a day like this put undue pressure on people to come out before they're ready? He may have sensed my discomfort because his response was defensive and, and somewhat unexpected. He looked at me through the side of his eyes and he said, see, straight guys just don't get it. To which I responded, but I'm not straight, I'm gay. I could barely believe that I told someone else the thing that I'd known for so long but had buried so deep. But my friend just sighed and said, no, you're not. Perhaps because he thought, perhaps because he thought I was just trying to win the argument, which, which wasn't beyond me. <laughs> really, he asked, really. And I was so surprised at hearing myself say these words that I was trying to stifle my own nervous laughter, which didn't help me look any more credible. But yes, really. In retrospect, we both realized the irony in our interaction and how quick he was to assume. And we shared a good laugh about it from time to time. I now understand so much more about National Coming Out Day than I did as a junior in college. How it was established in 1988 to commemorate the March on Washington for lesbian and gay rights that took place just the year before. How important it was at a time when bisexual, gay, lesbian, trans, and queer people had minimal visibility. How it signals the right of all BGLTQ individuals to live openly without fear of reprisal or humiliation. Much has transpired in the almost 30 years since the first National Coming Out Day. Today's same-sex marriage is a constitutionally guaranteed right in the U.S. As of 2010, it's now possible to serve in the military, regardless of your sexual orientation. And as of October 1st of this year, in this state, it's illegal to discriminate based on gender identity, guaranteeing equal access to public accommodations for trans and gender non-conforming people. National Coming Out Day is a day to honor the tremendous courage that it takes to come out and be out, as well as to mark and celebrate our progress as a society. Yet I sometimes worry that an unintended consequence of our rapid public progress is the masking of private anguish. I'm reminded that not everyone experiences the same freedom, nor has access to the same love and support that makes coming out a possibility. For many, even in our own relatively progressive community, it does not feel safe or is not yet expedient to share this side of their identity. On days like this, I find myself celebrating the privilege of living openly while also honoring those who cannot 
or choose not to be out. Honoring the one who would love to introduce his spouse to his grandmother, but fears that he would break her heart. Honoring the one who worries that her teammates would look at her differently in the locker room. Honoring the one who plans to run for office back home and knows that coming out might jeopardize that opportunity. Honoring the one who is dependent on their parents for tuition and who literally cannot afford to be disowned. I think we honor all of the experiences of BJLTQ people when we resist the temptation to lump them all together under one homogenizing umbrella and recognize that progress is not yet achieved everywhere equally. When we acknowledge that many of us are able to be out because of the groundwork that was laid in moments of history like the 1987 March on Washington, and that we both inherit and continue the work for those who did not yet experience that same privilege. I want to leave you with a few words that helped me along in my journey when I first came out I'd known that I was gay for a long time before that day sitting with my friend in the dorm crew office. But growing up in a very conservative Christian community, I'd internalized so much shame and self-loathing. And I discovered that shame is a powerful motivator. And for a long time, I felt unworthy of love or connection. I came across Derek Walcott's poem, Love After Love, as an undergrad. And I had held on to it ever since. Let me read the first stanza once again. The time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Whenever I encounter this poem, I'm reminded that much of the work of coming out is about self-acceptance to set a place for yourself at the table, to nourish yourself, to become acquainted with the person you are, to be able to look in your own eyes with love and compassion, with a smile, and to have the courage to find yourself worthy of your own acceptance. Tonight, the Office of BGLTQ Student Life will honor that courage at an event hosted in collaboration with the undergraduate spoken word poetry group, Speak Out Loud, this event, entitled Narratives of Outness and Non-Outness, will be an opportunity for undergrads to share personal reflections and experiences of being both out and being in. It's my hope for you today that however you choose to be out and however far out you choose to be, that you would be there for your own sake, that you would find yourself embraced with open arms, and that you will love again the stranger who was yourself. Would you please join me in praying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
Would you please stand for our morning hymn, which is Christ is made the sure foundation, found on page four of your bulletin. God go before you to lead you. May he stand behind you to push you, on the side of you to guide you, above you to protect you, beneath you to sustain you, and in you to keep you. Amen. 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 